Hello. Now, this is episode 187 of the Get It Right podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking about getting serious about your project and how this can be the pathway to having real fun whilst you design, build and renovate your family home. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now, before I jump into this episode, I want to share with you a fantastic resource I've created to help you, and you can access it now for free. If you're struggling with understanding the overall steps for your project, what you should be focusing on and when, or how to invest your efforts, energy and money in the best possible way to get a great outcome in your future home, this will be super helpful. I've created a free online workshop called Your Project Plan, and you can watch it now. Head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan to access it and watch it online. I've also added some great bonus resources that I've made available for you, and they include the transcripts of all of the podcasts in this season, this Christmas 2020 season, packaged up in a fantastic e-guide. You can find it all at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan, and that's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N, project plan or one word. Go check it out now. Now, let's get on with the episode. I've I've been a little bit nervous about publishing, well, a lot nervous actually, about publishing this episode and sharing this information with you. Normally on the podcast, I'm speaking all about you, your home, your decisions, the things you need to know. When I'm sharing anything about me, it's about my experience as an architect generally, my, my work in the industry my knowledge about things or my, you know, my work with my uh, Undercover Architect program members. So this episode feels a little strange to be doing. And given that it follows our last episode where I dived into the detail of the story of how Undercover Architect came to be and the things that I learned along the way and the confronting lessons I had, as well as, you know, the things I learned throughout my career. Well, I think by the end of these two episodes, I will most likely have a huge vulnerability hangover, as Brené Brown calls it. But the thing is, I've been talking to some close friends and colleagues about what I'm about to share with you in this episode, um, because, you know, you stress test things with your friends, don't you? And and uh, they've agreed that it's definitely something I should share with you. And uh, yeah, I had a long chat with my hubby about it, and he thinks it's, it's, it's something you, you definitely should know. So... Um, because really in sharing this information, it, it ultimately lets you know whether this place, this podcast, you know, my business, Undercover Architect, the, the UA community, whether it's really the place for you and what you're looking for and the kind of help that you're seeking for your new home or renovation. And then if it's not, if it's not the place, you know, then you can sign off and you cannot waste any more time here. And if it is, then we can double down and we can really get things done together. So let me start by sharing a realisation that I had earlier this year. You know, I don't know about you, but 2020 has been a big year of review and assessment for me. And when this realisation came up, 
I had a huge aha moment. You know, it was literally like a, a switch flipped in my brain and it made me see things a lot clearer, especially in the way that my business undercover architect works and the type of relationship that I have with you. Now, I know that you could be listening to loads of other people in this space, all aiming to help you with designing, building and renovating your family home. And chances are you do listen to others and you get your knowledge and tips and helps from, you know, lots of different sources. The online space is a, it's a noisy one and I've always been conscientious about Undercover Architect being a place where homeowners can come and they can get great quality, professional expertise and advice that's based in, you know, my experience as an architect, that it, it isn't light and fluffy at all. I mean, we dive into some pretty big things here on the website and in my online programs. And, you know, I was recently speaking with a group of graduate and student architects and I, I told them, you know, I, I expect a lot of my undercover architect community. You know, I know that you're super smart and you're savvy in other parts of your working and family lives. And it's just that this industry, you know, our industry, my industry, it feels like an overwhelming mystery to you. And so I told these students and graduates about how deliberate I am at getting stuck into the nitty gritty of it all and, and in being your guide, your secret ally as we navigate through it. You know, there are architects out there, architects I don't like very much, who the ones that give all architects a bad name, and they talk about how they're dumbing things down for their homeowner client, clients. And, you know, believe me, and I've said this to other architects who've used this terminology, here at Undercover Architect, I would never say that we're dumbing things down ever. You know, I am not dumbing things down in the slightest. In fact, I'm always seeking personally to stretch and learn myself and to take you along on the journey with me. And I'm passionate about us simplifying all of this because in the end, we're not talking about quantum physics or rocket science here. We're talking about designing, building and renovating homes. And so, you know, whilst it may be technical and it may be challenging and, you know, those that are doing it well, they've been doing it for decades it can be simplified and it can definitely be translated so that you actually feel that you have access to understanding it sufficiently and we level the playing field. Now, I know that I'm doing this inside a noisy marketplace, as I said before, and you know whether it's self-made renovators or developers who have flipped a bunch of homes and then they've created an online program, or there's contestants from one of the reality TV programs that are now operating in this education space, you know, you have a lot to choose from when you're looking for help in your project and in your future home. And how I felt about my place in an undercover architect's place in this noisy marketplace, it was, it's always been a little tricky to articulate until I came upon this analogy one day, this, this, this realization that I had. So here goes, this is what I'm going to share with you. Now, what I, what I realized was that if renovating and building is, is a party, like, like one of those I have in my head, one of those college parties that you see in American movies where there's lots of kids milling around and, you know, inside someone's house and beers being passed around in paper cups and all that kind of stuff. You know, the others in this online space of building and renovating, those that are far more glamorous and polished and produced than me, they're, they're like the cool kids who turn up at the party with the music and the alcohol. You know, everyone's excited to see them. It feels like everyone flocks to them, wants to be their friend. You know, they get a lot of attention and adoration. And, uh, and then there's me, you know, I'm definitely not polished, <laughs> I'm not produced or glamorous, definitely not. And the way I see myself at this party 
uh, is that I'm the mum. I'm the one out the back of the party. I'm dressed in the comfy clothes. I'm moving around through the crowd. I'm telling kids to stop smoking and to be careful and I'm picking up their rubbish and I'm trying to keep things in order. Now, this realisation was both hilarious and also challenging. You know, I think when you're trying to work out if you're doing the right things, if you're showing up in the best way, you know, it can really trigger comparisonitis and uh, insecurities. You know, it can be like being back at school all over again. There's the group, uh, you know, the cool group of girls and then there's my friends and me. Uh, We always just felt really normal, almost boring against those jazzy, daring, you know, sometimes illegal things that those cool girls got up to. But, you know, as Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparisonitis just sucks and it's such a waste of energy. And I do my utmost best to to not stay there for long. And especially as I try to role model stuff to my kids, I work hard at it not impacting how I show up or what I let it say about me and who I am. But this realisation, the party scene that I was seeing in my head, it's actually... It's actually a really good analogy about how I see myself in this super noisy online industry of home renovating and building. You know, I, I'm, I'm the mum. I'm, I'm not the glamorous one with the music and the alcohol and the flock of adoring fans around me. I'm the mum. I'm out the back. I'm making sure that everyone is taking, taken care of and that they're making sensible choices. And, you know, once I had this analogy, it really went further for me because, you know, we all know this about mums. We mean well. You know, mums mean – we mean more than just well – you know, mums really love and care and it comes from a primal place. Mums generally have lived experience. They only want the best for you. They're not telling you to do these things, you know, they're not telling you to not do those things because they, you know, either because they did them or because friends of theirs did and it just didn't end well, you know, and they just want to spare you the drama and the mess. And the thing is their advice is usually right. The other thing is that that advice it can also be hard to listen to. It's, it's the harder stuff to put into action. It takes work and, and sometimes it's, it's just really boring. And often, often it's just easier to have fun and to gravitate towards the music and the free booze. Now, as I said, this was a light bulb moment for me, realising who I was at this renovating and building party and how I've been showing up for you on the podcast and on the website, you know, for members inside my online programs and and you know, for, for clients well before this. I mean, this isn't a recent thing. I've, I've been this person for decades, you know, my whole life actually. So if you remember in the last podcast episode, I mentioned that maternal leadership style that I recognized that I had. Now, when I first had this realization of the renovation and building party and who I was and, and who others were in, in this space. And, you know, my next thought was, well, maybe I need to tone it down on the serious stuff. Maybe, Maybe I need to be more polished, produced and glamorous, you know. Maybe then it'll be easier to reach people to ensure that they're getting the help that they need and and to be really able to make the difference and the impact I want to. Maybe if I act more like the cool kids with the music and the free booze. If If I make renovating and building all about fun, about the light stuff and the styling and the hacks and the quick fixes and about, you know, being stylish and on trend and about making it all magazine worthy, you know, maybe then. Maybe, maybe then, maybe that's, that's what will work because, you know, I know sometimes that I can be a dream killer and a bit of a party pooper. I mean, when I do a Skype consult or a design review for one of my course members, I sometimes comment on feeling a bit like a dream killer because it's commonplace for my first feedback to be, um, 
I don't think you can afford this and I think that your budget is too small for this much house and this many wishes and wants. And those who are inside my online programs, they're often expecting that feedback because somewhere at a gut level, they've had an inkling that this was the case. And that's, you know, the reason then that they've decided to to organize one of these design reviews or Skype consults and speak with me. And the thing is that the gorgeous Undercover Architect members that are already inside those programs, they're inside the Undercover Architect ecosystem. So they know just how, you know, I keep it real, how frank I am in my feedback and that and that ultimately that comes from a passion to just help them, you know, stop heading down the wrong path and, and to really be able to make the most of their home and their budget. My approach is and always has been that even though it hurts, you know, to find out that your, your budget and your dreams don't match, and I know, I know it hurts, the sooner that you find out that the home that you're investing your energy, time and money into is the right home for you, your, you know, your budget and your life, the, the sooner that you'll know that you're on the right path and, the, you know, you'll have far less drama and mess in getting back on track. And I often say that the best bit about finding out this information early is that you then don't have to waste any unnecessary time, money and energy as many, many others do. And even better is this. I believe that once you know, then we can now dream a new dream together. Uh, one that actually fits your your life and and your budget. So back to my party analogy. Okay, so once I once I came to this realization, I I shared my party analogy and my role at the party. You know, when it comes to the world of renovating and building, with some close friends and some business colleagues. And unsurprisingly, amongst my friends and colleagues who know me well, there was a lot of acknowledgement about it. Actually, hilariously, they were already fully across it. You know, a lot of them. I got a lot of nodding, uh, followed by, yep, Amelia, that's exactly why we enjoy working with you. <laughs> they were a bit surprised that I hadn't realized this already. And you know how sometimes others just can see you better than you see yourself? Uh, it's you know I don't know too, a lot of the feedback that I get from listeners of this podcast and from members inside my online program is that they love with me. It's no nonsense. You know, I keep it real. I'm all about pragmatics and functionality and getting things to just work really well for you. Now, there was one person whose opinion I really respect that I told this analogy to, and he actually said to me, you should really own that more. You should really own the fact that you're the one being serious about this. And if people want to take their projects seriously, then they'll want to work with someone who's being serious about it too. And so I've been thinking on this a lot and, you know, also especially thinking about when I do work closely with homeowners in their projects and really thinking about what what works, what really gives them the help that they need to truly create fantastic homes and enjoy the experience. What, you know, what really matters and how can I best show up and help and be their secret ally in all of this? Now, I know it can just seem seductive to pursue the fun stuff, the lighthearted stuff, you know, to to focus on all the pretty parts and the bits that involve where we shop for styling items or we pick all our colors and finishes or how to pick a name for our style and you know all that kind of stuff but it's but it's true you know when you actually want to do serious stuff and get serious stuff done you want people around you who take it and take you seriously too however and this is a big however that doesn't mean that we can't have fun as well because we do, we, we definitely do. You know, our homes are serious stuff. Our investment of time is serious stuff. Taking out a 30-year mortgage, 
or spending money we've spent years saving or we've inherited from someone else who spent years saving, you know, that's that's serious stuff. And crafting the building will then be keeping ourselves and those we most love safe in and secure in, as well as spending most of our time in. That's serious stuff too. And the impact that that home has on us and the person that we are in the world and then the impact it has on the planet as well, that's, that's also serious stuff. You know, when you want to do serious stuff, you want people around you who take it and you seriously. And we can still have fun whilst we get serious stuff done. And because we've taken it seriously and we've done the work to realise the full potential of our dreams, our budget, our project and our home, then we get to have even more fun in the home that we've created for ourselves and our family because it works, it feels great and we feel great in it. You know, it's not riddled with frustrations, regrets or maintenance headaches and, you know, nor will it go out of style in a few years' time. Instead, our home is actually setting us up for fun for the long term. Now, thinking about this and all of these ideas and this story and this analogy and everything, it also reminded me of something that I used to do with my kids when they were really little. I had three kids under four and so, you know, I remember that when they were, were tiny, we'd you know, I'd have all three of them in the car, those three car seats strung across the back seat, all sandwiched, jammed in. And we'd be on our way out the door to run a bunch of errands. And, you know, the necessary normal stuff that involves ensuring you have food for the week and other really interesting stuff. And the kids would start up with their requests, you know, mum, can we go to the park? Or mum, can we go to that shop and get that food we like? That's usually my eldest, my son, he's completely driven by food. Um, Or mum, I want to do X, Y, and Z, you know, I expect that you'll know exactly the type of scenario that I'm describing. Three small children who don't really want want to run errands with mum. And believe me, mum's not that excited about running errands either, but it has to happen if we all want to eat this week. And I would say to them, I'd turn around and look at them and I'd say, hey, this is what's happening right now. And we do what we need to, to do what we want to. It got to be a little bit of a mantra. We do what we need to, to do what we want to. So you can picture three small humans parroting in the back seat as we drive out the driveway. We do what we need to, to do what we want to. Now, the aim was always to get through the errands fast enough with as little mayhem and stress as possible as it is with three small humans in tow, and then to drop into the park or somewhere else nice on the way home. And the secret was also making the errands enjoyable as well. So, you know, the stuff we need to do was actually fun as well. It was just a different kind of fun. It was the getting stuff done fun, you know, the sort of sense of achievement fun. And I actually think that renovating a building is like that as well. You know, we do what we need to so we can do what we want to. We do what we need to in terms of navigating an industry that we don't have experience in or necessarily understand that well. Whilst we're, investigate, whilst we're investing a, a really significant amount of our personal finances and, and take the time, the effort, the energy to travel the journey that our project requires us to so that we can have what we want to, a home we love living in, that works for us, that feels great and that we feel great in. The stuff we need to do, it can also be enjoyable. You know, as I've said before, that doesn't mean it won't be without its challenges. But the key is here that when you're feeling more informed, more supported, more confident, more guided in your project, and you know the steps involved in doing what you need, then you can enjoy it more. Because then it's a case of you actually just tackling a challenging adventure, as opposed to that feeling of holding onto the seat of your pants whilst you're riding through a, a treacherous and overwhelming and stressful, you know, experience. So 
this is something to know about me. You know, I, I take this really seriously and I, I take you really seriously and I take your dreams for your home really seriously and I take your investment of time, money and effort really seriously. And I, I also take it seriously that you show up here to listen to me each week and I take it really seriously that you, you know, let me send emails to your inbox and that you turn to Undercover Architect for advice and help. And I definitely take it very seriously when you invest in one of my online programs and we work more closely together. Now, since I started Undercover Architect in mid-2014, I found I've learned a lot about you and how it feels for you to design, build and renovate your home. I've actually learned far more about you and your experience in that time that I ever really knew when I was working traditionally as an architect. I find that you tell me a lot more when I'm your secret ally as the undercover architect than I found my clients ever shared with me when I was their architect designing their new homes and renovations. I have the incredible privilege of hearing your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your secrets. You know, many homeowners who work with me, they don't let their teams know that they're working with me. Now, I'm totally okay with you keeping me a secret from your team, just as long as you tell all of your friends and family about Undercover Architect, okay? You know, after all, we've got to spread the word that this help is available, don't we? Now, I take this all really seriously and I take you know my registration as an architect and what it took to build up this career and the years and the decades that I have in this industry that also means that I take it seriously my professional liability as an architect it changes how I speak with you and what I recommend and what I endorse and what I what I can and I won't say you know it's a it's a it's a big responsibility and I take it I take it very seriously so this is the thing If you want someone who will take you seriously, take your home seriously, take your project experience seriously, take your time and your money seriously, then you're in the right place. And we can still have fun. We will and we do have fun. You know what else? I think a lot about the consequences of me not being serious, of me not taking this seriously, you know, of me not taking you, your home, your investment of time, energy and money seriously. Because I, I think about you, even, even if we've never met, that may sound a bit strange, may sound very strange, but I do think about you a lot as I think about what Undercover Architect can do to help you in your project and how I can ensure that I'm delivering great quality and professional information. And because I think about all the things that you could potentially endure in the process of designing, building and renovating your home if you don't have good information and if I don't take this seriously... I think about you living in a home that doesn't work for you. You know, so many homeowners go down this renovating and building road and they invest boatloads of cash and time and energy into creating homes that just don't work. And it it doesn't have to be that way for you. And that's why I take it seriously that you're here, you know, listening and learning. And I, I think about you working with a crappy team and I get really frustrated that this industry holds a place for those kinds of people, those people that don't take care of their clients. So... I take it seriously to help you know how to see them and to to be able to show them the door before you get too far into working with them. I think about you as well, arguing with your partner, having a short fuse with your kids because you're so stressed and worn and overwhelmed and you're just feeling the pressure of so many decisions that all seem to have such huge consequences. So I take it seriously to show you the mistakes to avoid and the key ways that you can minimise stress in your project. I think about you heading into a building contract without knowing what to look for or how to vet and select your builder and then ending up with a builder who is a dodgy operator who really doesn't care about you and your home 
or builds you something that then has ongoing structural and maintenance issues long term. So I take it really seriously to teach you how to choose a building partner who will deliver you a great quality home and an enjoyable experience. You know, these things and so many more, they're they're what drive me to take it so seriously because all of the drama, it's avoidable, you know, because it and you, your project experience and your home, it means so much in so many ways. It's your home. And what I've seen is this, is that when you have a bad experience in designing, building and renovating it, it taints the living experience long term, exactly when you should be enjoying the fruits of all of your labour. Now, you might know someone who's like this, you know, who had a hard and horrible experience with their new build or renovation, and you'll visit their home and you'll compliment them on it. Oh, oh, you have a lovely home. You know, it looks great. And and they'll say, yes, but, and then they'll start to list all of the things and all of the people that really marred their process for them and how now the impact of, you know, that then impacts the level of enjoyment that they feel that they can have in their home. This matters. Our homes matter. The experience we have in creating them matters. It matters to us and our families in the impact it has on our well-being, our mental health, our anxiety and our stress levels and our long-term resilience. It matters to our neighbours, our communities. You know, our home is their neighbourhood. Their home is our neighbourhood. It matters to our planet in the impact that your home has on its use of resources, its energy consumption and its long-term sustainability. So, you know, if you want light, fluffy, styling, magazine-worthy advice, that's it. That's not me. It's not me and it's not Undercover Architect. When you want to take it seriously and get it right, that's, that's where I come in. And I suspect you know this already and that's why you're here. So get serious with me and let's have fun. Let's do what we need to so that we can do what we want to. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. Now, before I go, let's have a quick chat about what's coming up in the next episodes because we're going to be diving into the different stages that you might be at in your project and what my big tips are for you to keep you moving forward. When homeowners discover Undercover Architect, they can be at all sorts of different points in their project experience. You know, from being still two or three years or even more away from getting their project started to being right in the throes of things. So, In the next episode, we're going to be chatting to those of you who are still in that dreaming phase. You'll be dreaming up ideas. You'll be scrolling through Pinterest, House, Google, collecting all of the ideas about your future home. And it may be that you're living in an existing house that you plan to renovate or so you might be spending a bit of money here and there to sort out some specific things. You know, maybe you're putting on solar or you're getting the roof repainted or just dealing with things that need maintenance. But you you have bigger plans and you need to save up for them or figure out when you're going to get the time to do them. So you're really exploring lots of inspiration and options and seeing what ideas are out there. So we're going to be chatting about that in the next episode, which is episode three. Now, after that episode, we'll be talking about uh, those of you who are past this idea stage and you know you want to get going, but you're just not sure about who to hire or the next best steps. So, you know, even who to speak to first can be confusing And there's that feeling of wanting to get things going as productively as possible and not wasting any more time and ensuring that you're getting good quality advice and help. But it can all feel a bit overwhelming. It's exciting to think that you're actually going to make this happen, 
but it can still be daunting and you just really want to take those first steps well and figure out how long this is all going to take and get the right people and the right advice and the right decisions in place to set up your overall project really well. So we're going to be chatting about that in episode four. The next stage that we'll be talking about is for those of you who are DIY uh, your own design. So you're, you're doing your own design yourself and you're um, probably thinking that you'll finish off doing the design yourself and then you'll go on the hunt for a builder to be able to turn that design into reality. You know, there are many homeowners who spend a lot of time creating their own design, drawing it up in an app or on paper and really nutting it all out. And I know that there's members like this inside my Home Design Masterclass who are using that program to teach them how to design their own new home or renovation. And then the plan is to go to a builder to see how it'll all be constructed. So you're dealing with how to get your design drawn up or documented for approvals and construction and also how to find a builder who can bring your design vision to reality for the budget that you have. You're also wanting to make sure that you get the design right and that you don't stuff it up at all. And you're also potentially dealing with the ownership of your design as you hand it over to others to make it uh, something that can actually be physically built from. So we're going to be chatting about that in episode five. Then the next stage we'll be discussing is for those of you who are working with a designer on your home design and you're working through all the options and you're loving all the possibilities and ideas. So The designer may be an architect, they may be a building designer or another type of professional and you've given them your brief and you're moving through that process of reviewing design concepts and providing feedback and honing in on your final design as well as all the other things that can happen when working with a designer. So this process, it can take anywhere from a couple of months to sometimes even 12 months or longer, totally depending on your designer, your project and on you. So we'll be chatting about that in episode six. Then there's a stage which I know far too many homeowners get caught in and that's where you're stuck. So it might be that you have a design that you don't love uh, or perhaps you even do love your design but it's been costed at well over the budget that you have to spend on it and so you're just you're just stuck and you're completely unsure about what to do now and going back to square one can just feel demoralizing and like a waste of time and money. And then moving forward can feel confusing and frustrating because you don't know if the design or the project can be salvaged and whether to even continue working with the same designer or to go somewhere else. And so, you know, and then what all of that will entail to keep moving the project forward. So we're going to talk about that in episode seven. In that episode on being stuck, we're also just going to cover that general feeling of stuckness that can come at all steps of the process. And it can either be something about your own situation or it could be forced upon you by a poorly performing professional or builder and you just get stuck and you end up wasting a lot of time and procrastinating in your project. So we'll chat about that too. Now, the last stage that we'll cover is for those of you who have all of your plans all locked and loaded and it's time to sign contracts with your builder and hit go. Now, some of you will get this far and have not selected your builder yet. And then some of you will already have your builder selected. And so then it's just a simple case of, you know, proactively and confidently moving through the required steps of signing contracts and commencing construction and ensuring that you're going to get it all right. So we'll we'll talk about that in episode eight. So for each of these episodes, I'll be painting a picture of what that stage is like, what you'll most likely be experiencing and feeling, who you'll be working with, how long that stage can take, and the types of activities that you'll be undertaking. And then I'm going to share the top mistakes that I see homeowners make in each of those stages. These are mistakes that can either derail your project or mean that you'll end up spending extra time and money or potentially miss an important step that's going to catch you out later in your project. And for that reason, I would highly recommend that regardless 
regardless of where you are in your project, that you listen to all of the episodes to make sure that you've covered all of your bases and that you've not made any mistakes along the way uh, because there's no time like the present to fix up things uh, in order to keep moving forward confidently. We're also going to discuss what it looks like to get it right in each stage. So that'll give you then some goals to head towards and benchmarks to aim for. And then I'm going to outline a key action step for each of these stages. This will be about helping you actively and productively move your project forward and to really know what that next best step is wherever you're at. I see loads of time get wasted in renovation and building projects, largely because homeowners just don't know what they're supposed to be doing next. And there's big chunks of time and money that fall into the gap between steps, between advice or in those missteps that get made along the way. So that's why I really encourage you to listen to all of the episodes in this season. Just make sure that you have all your ducks in a row and that you're moving through your project well. I'm really, really excited about sharing this series of episodes with you. I know it's going to help you wherever you're at in your project. And remember, let's get serious and have fun. We'll do what we need to, to do what we want to. Remember to check out my online workshop, Your Project Plan. It's yours to access for free and you can watch it now. Plus, there's some great bonus resources for you, as well as the transcripts to this season of the podcast, all packaged up in a great downloadable e-guide. This free workshop, it will really help you understand the best steps to take wherever you're at in your project and how you can avoid some serious and expensive mistakes. Plus, I'll share with you what to focus on and when so that you know that you're getting everything in order for a successful project and a beautiful home. Head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. It's all one word, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N, project plan, to watch it now. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time.